So, you guys ready to get started? From the All Indiana Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. Living healthy, staying fit, setting goals, and achieving greatness. It's awesome. I love it. I think it's great. This is Fitting Indy. Absolutely incredible. This is fantastic. Fitting Indy with Wish TV's Drew Blair. The intro says it, so I don't have to, but yes, my name is Drew. You know me as a Wish TV news anchor. I am Bruce and Susan's, Kim and Justin's, I am Jerry's, I am Katie, Corey, Kyle, and Claire's, Gus and Wrigley's, I am a journalist, daughter, a sister, a niece, a best friend, a cat mom, and I am a cyclist. I am the one dressed in a matching top and bottom and a helmet, churning, yes, more slowly than the vehicles going by me, but I'm there, living my life. My life, which in that moment is at the mercy of my safe practices and having trust in those around me. Is cyclist a bad word? It sure seems there are people who treat it that way. Riding a bike is a mode of transportation. It's a form of exercise. It's a hobby and passion for some. It's legal to share most roads with motorists. Why then do Facebook posts of tragedies involving cyclists bring out disgust and intolerance? In news delivery, we cover horrific circumstances, the worst of people. We all have one or two storylines that hit harder personally. The tragedies that we as an individual reporter, anchor, or producer can relate to, thinking more strongly, that could have been my family, my friend. The one that elicits a visceral response from me, a cyclist killed while riding on the road. I'll never forget one day in particular. It was in July 2018. I was already actually on my bike on the trainer in the basement when an alert came across my phone from the News 8 app. I'm not just plugging company products here. It's the truth. It said, breaking, a bicyclist has been hit and killed on the north side. I felt that familiar gut punch I've had before. But later, the wind was truly knocked from me, and with the gust, traveled pieces of my heart to all who knew and loved Jack. A man ran a red light, taking my best friend's uncle. He wasn't solely a cyclist. He was a man who found joy in movement, in the outdoors, in family, in life. I feel defeated every time one of these headlines crosses, but no more than when it became so personal in the worst of ways. Jack did everything right. He was experienced, safe, mindful, and taken from the family he helped make amazing. Jack was the cool uncle. I hung out in his basement once with my best friend, playing pool and talking about a shared love of the band The Y Store. Later, we shared a love of bikes, and I ride to this day with a roll of breath savers in my saddlebag, the same unopened roll handed out to everyone at his memorial service with a story. Jack rides with me, with a reminder to not be scared to seek feeling free. I just ask, please, practice patience. Realize that the 30 seconds it might add to your drive to carefully pass me or my friends or your neighbors, those 30 seconds won't impact your day, but they could change a lot of lives. Some people are afraid to ride roads. Others make it their mission to advocate for the activity, One such person is Damon Richards with Bike Indianapolis. Our conversation on his group's work, next. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Damon, I'm a longtime advocate of your advocacy, I guess I should say. Thank you for your passions and efforts of Bike Indianapolis, previously known as IndyCog, if people are familiar. And for those who are not, I'm thankful you're for your time, and hopefully this will be a good way to spread the word. How do you answer the question, is Indianapolis bike-friendly? <laughs> I say that Indianapolis gets more bike-friendly every year. Uh, we kind of became bike-aware during the Ballard administration, and each administration since, well, I guess really one administration since, uh, has carried that forward. We have expanded the number of bicycle facilities. We have, which a lot of people don't know, we have over 300 miles of bike trails and greenways, plus almost another 300 miles of bike lanes throughout the city. So all in all, we're a pretty bike-friendly city. We still have some giant holes, which is why I say we get friendlier. The city installed another 12 miles of bicycle infrastructure last year, and and it all created connectivity, which is really the key point. Uh, A good bicycle network has to let people get from place to place as opposed to just go out for a nice recreational ride. Yeah, there's so much to this, too. There's infrastructure, actually having the physical means. There's attitude on part of a community and there's safety involved as well. So the mission for Bike Indianapolis is to make more bike riders in central Indiana. That's not to exclude people who are already cyclists or commuting riders. How do you go about including everyone in this discussion? Well, we, we, there are three legs to our stool. Uh, The first one is advocacy, dealing with government agencies and private individuals, organizations, to try to increase the quality and quantity of bicycle infrastructure. Uh, When you talk to people who are not bike riders and ask them what would get you to ride, almost always number one on their list is separation from motor vehicles. So building as much of a separate bicycle network as we can encourages new people to ride and provides a safer place for existing people to ride. The second piece that we do is education. In the top three of those reasons why people don't ride is safety. And safety is a subjective measure. If you feel safe, then you will act as if you're safe. So we found that by providing good road safety education, teaching riders how to share the road with motor vehicles, uh, gives them a confidence that lets them go out and ride on the streets. 
And then the, the third leg of our stool is just promoting riding. We try to get people to ride whenever, wherever, for whatever reason. So we don't, we don't distinguish between are you a commuter riding to work or are you um, out for a recreational ride or training to race or mountain biking. It's like if you're riding, that's great. We want you to do more of it. Yeah, you could have two wheels. You can even have a motor on that bike if you really want to, as far as the e-bikes, you know. Um, e-bikes are a fast-growing part of the bicycle world. So it's on my list to be one of the next things I get as soon as my wife lets me. Oh, the N plus one mentality, right? (laughs) That's right. Uh, And this is something, this isn't just... uh, you know, on the sidelines to watch, you know, maybe see coverage of what work you're doing on something like Wish TV or following on Facebook. We could all be members of your group and be a part of this, be active in this initiative. Absolutely. And, and there, are, there are two benefits that Bike Indianapolis gets from membership. One, obviously, the financial support so that we have money to conduct the programs and to hire staff. But second, the number of members we have magnifies our voice when we talk to the city agencies. I've been, I've been asked point blank by uh, city councilors, how many members do you have and how many of them live in my district? So it is something that is top of mind when we're talking to our elected officials. And it is also influential when we're talking to the heads of, of city agencies. Sure, that makes sense. You recently launched a campaign, hashtag iBikeIndianapolis. What are your hopes behind that? Uh, the, the goal is to give people an opportunity to see that there's already somebody just like them who is a bike rider. Because a lot of people say, well, I don't want to ride a bike. No, nobody, nobody like me rides a bike. And that's just so untrue because everybody rides a bike. When you go to a bike event, you see all kinds of bicycles. You see all kinds of people. And... I, I argue that anyone who says there's not someone like me riding a bike, we can point them to someone like them who does. Absolutely. And that's what this campaign is about, is to show that bike riders aren't uh, spandex-wearing <laughs> speedsters. Yeah. Well, there are some of those, and I do have some spandex, and I go out and try to be fast. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I also go out on my little towny bike and get groceries, and so there, there's a whole spectrum of people who bike. And that's what we're trying to show with the I Bike Indianapolis campaign. They're really, I mean, it. it's something, as a triathlete, you know, we'll say to people who might be nervous about trying the sport, like these are things you do as a kid, you know? You exactly. ride around your bike on in the neighborhood. You, kids run everywhere. Now, granted, swimming, people might have grown up swimming or not, <laughs> but that can also always be learned. Uh, but, yes, almost everyone has had a bike. And if they haven't, we have organizations like Freewheeling in town that you know try to get bikes in kids' hands Absolutely. and um, start spreading the community in that way as well. Everyone, everyone is a bike rider. Some of them just don't know it yet. I like it. Yeah. And bicycling is one of those hobbies and an industry that actually greatly benefited from this past year where we've had so many struggles in other sectors. 
bike shops did so well, even just secondhand sales of bikes. It was hard to find a bike or get it in for any repair or maintenance work because everyone was so swamped and busy. And that's a great thing. Did you notice that here? You know, where where have you seen the growth in cycling? Oh, absolutely. We Last year was the biggest boom in cycling since the 70s. Um, I've had bike shop owners tell me that they sold more bikes in a month than they normally sell in a year, that they can't get bikes to sell. And still today, many of the shops, as, as fast as they get a bike in and get it put together, somebody buys it. And, and there are, in some cases, still weeks-long waits to get your bike repaired. Um, it's a good it's also, problem to have. It is, and, and it was it was created because bicycling has an inherent built-in social distancing. So it was something that you could go outside and do, and you could do it with a group of friends and, and be safe from spreading the virus. So we, we think that's wonderful, and we want to encourage all those new bike owners to keep riding those bikes. Uh, we're going to do everything we can to try to get them out and, and turn them into real bike riders. Whatever their bike riding goal is, we want to help them make it happen. Yeah, because once things start to open up even more and we're starting to feel a sense of normalcy with being vaccinated and all of this, you don't want these bikes just hanging up in the garage. Exactly. We don't want them to end up rusting in the garage or riding in the basement. We want to keep people out riding on them. And so we're, we're doing all we can, a lot of that through our social media, uh, to make sure that New bike riders know that there are a lot of us longtime bike riders who are ready and willing to help them move forward in cycling. Let's talk about some of the specific ways that you're working to help. You have the Lunch and Learn series, or is that correct? Did I get it right? The Lunch and Learn series? Yes, we, we, uh, we are a part of the Bike Commuter Task Force, uh, and the Commuter Task Force is focused specifically on getting more people to commute to work. Uh, so in normal times, we have a monthly bike-in breakfast, uh, and, and Bike Indianapolis is to partner with the YMCA, uh, BGI, Commuter Connect, I know I'm going to leave somebody out, uh, but there, it's a coalition. And we do a monthly bike-in breakfast that would bike into the bike hub, and we'd have you know, coffee and, and breakfast snacks. Uh, and then we also do a monthly lunch and learn where we talk about a topic that it's sort of specific to commuting. So we talk about riding in bad weather. We talk about um, basic safety and maintenance. We talk about nutrition. And so many of the topics transfer beyond commuting because in the end, uh, your bike doesn't know why you're riding it. So the things that you have to do to be a successful rider kind of are the same across the board. There's some exceptions for commuting, like, you know, where do I get clean when I get there? But a lot of the, the topics transfer. Sure. And knowing how to take care of your bike, it can be intimidating for people to understand bike maintenance. But once you do something for the first time, it's actually quite simplistic. <laughs> yes. And, and I tell people, particularly new riders, just make sure you have with you everything you need to fix a flat on your bike, even if you don't know how. Someone will stop and help. Exactly. A bike rider will stop and help you fix that flat. I've already fixed two this year. 
Yep. It'll happen during races, too. Even if people are going after a specific time, they're still human. And they'll right. they'll see someone on the side of the road and they'll say, what do you need? And throw them a CO2 cartridge or two, sure. what, you know, whatever, and just start throwing supplies. Uh, it's all a part of being a community. And yeah, we can be a smaller community of people who ride bikes within a larger community of a city of Indianapolis, but then we can expand that, you know, the nucleus even more. What is your message to the greater community, no matter the city, when it comes to the relationship and acceptance of bikes? Whether or not you are a bike rider, having more bike riders is beneficial to you and the community as a whole. Uh, We reduce the city's carbon footprint we increase the health of the community. We reduce the amount of traffic congestion because that bike rider could be in a car taking up a space and causing a bigger traffic jam. So uh, supporting bike riding, even if you never intend to ride, is still a good thing to do for the community. And a couple of years ago, we started a program called the Bicycle Friendly Driver, which is a about an hour and a half classroom session where we teach motorists who really don't ever intend to ride a bike how they should go about sharing the road with bike riders. Wow. I, w- I would love if that were a requirement to get a license. I think that's an excellent program. <laughs> we, we hope someday that we can get that class integrated into driver education training. Uh, we have gotten it um, accepted by the traffic court as a diversion option for people who get traffic citations and want to avoid points on their license. They can take the bicycle-friendly driver class. Oh, that's great. Um, So we're moving in that direction, and hopefully one day we can get there. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for all of the work you're doing. I'll make sure to get uh, all of the social media pages for Bike Indianapolis in the show notes here. Make sure to follow them and get involved and maybe become a member. And no matter what, get on a bike, no matter what kind you want. And whatever's interesting to you, there's a bike for you. Damon Richards, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I started this cast a bit heavy. I'm not sorry, but I will lighten it by connecting back to Jack and my all-time favorite song lyric. My anthem since I was a teenager. It inspires my outlook, brings peace that things will work out in the end, and has resonated through every life turn. It can also relate to feeling free on a bike ride. Hear these words from Chris Schaefer of The Y Store. Down the way, things are steeper in the 
From Wish TV, I'm Drew Blair, and this is Fitting Indie. Find me on Instagram at fitting underscore indie. Be sure to follow and subscribe to listen to new updates every week. You can also discover more great podcasts from Wish TV on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Discover more and get more with Wish TV online at wishtv.com. And when you follow Wish TV on Facebook, be sure to check out more great podcasts from the All Indiana Podcast Network now. Now. Now at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.